through the generations. From the baby boomers to Gen X to Gen Y. It's time to take a leap into the mind of today's youth with What's Making News with Gen Z. It is another week. It is time for What's Making News with Gen Z. And I've got no doubt there is a lot on the agenda. Good morning and welcome, Elizabeth Blacksland. Good morning, Tracy. It's been a while. How it are has. you? I'm <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. I enjoyed my week and a bit off and uh, back at it. Just got to get the brain and the mouth engaged. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's great to be back. Now, listen, there's been lots and lots happening over the last couple of weeks, but uh, the biggest one happening at the moment seems to be Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Now, the pendulum has really swung, hasn't it, in the last couple of uh, couple of days with some, some comments that have been made by Ms Heard, and uh, it really does appear to be turning in Johnny Depp's favour. But what's Gen Z thinking about this? Yeah, it's definitely been really, really interesting. So the case has been going on for a few weeks now, and I know that particularly on social media in general, there's been so much about it. My whole For You page on TikTok is just clips and clips and clips from from the case. So, yeah, it's it's been really, really interesting to... We haven't had a case like this in a while that's been, you know, a celebrity case that's been so highly profiled and so just like every single part of it is out there for people to watch. And look, it's very much uh, reminiscent of Britney Spears, you know, the fact that it ran so much through social media. Obviously, the uh, the biggest trial uh, that we've ever seen was O.J. Simpson's, It, uh, but it wasn't run during a, uh, a world that we live in now, which is so much social media dominated. You know, we've, as we said, you know, you've got TikToks now with, uh, that are poking fun at Amber Heard. Yeah, it's really changed the way that this, this case is being perceived. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that I've been finding particularly interesting is that on TikTok in particular, there's been a lot of lawyers who have TikTok accounts who are coming on and kind of breaking down the case for people to understand, um, which I think is really, really great. So people can kind of go onto these lawyers' um, TikTok accounts and kind of understand it from a non-biased perspective. They're kind of just showing the facts and figures each and every day of what's going on so people can get a more well-rounded understanding of what's been going on. And I think that's really important because uh, there is no doubt we are absolutely, um, you know, as a media, they're, they're giving it to Amber Heard. There's, there's no secret about that, um, you know, but, but there are two sides to every story. And uh, the interesting piece that was played in court yesterday, which was, uh, was quite telling, was uh, this is Am- what Amber Heard has apparently said to Johnny Depp and uh, the audio was heard in court. So it's, uh, it's uh, out there. Um, tell the world, Johnny, tell the world, I, Johnny Depp, a white man, I'm a victim of domestic violence and see who believes you. See how many people take your side. Now, they were the words of Amber Heard and the lawyer then asked Johnny Depp, what did you say about it? And Johnny's answer was, yes, I am. Now, that seemed to turn a lot of public opinion against Amber Heard. Yeah, it's definitely been really, really interesting. I mean, obviously, this has kind of been something that's been going on for the last few years. A few years ago, we had Johnny Depp in in court in London with the newspapers, which he did unfortunately lose. So this case has been going on and it's been in kind of the social conscious of people for a really long time. Um, But I think this is the first time that the, the public is getting the facts and figures presented 
directly to them, you know, via social media. I saw that clip multiple times, and mm. it's kind of moving, you know. He's sitting in the court, and he just bla- he plainly just says, yes, I am, mm. because, you know, the, the lawyer asks him again, and he says, yes, I am. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's definitely very confronting. Um, and there's been, you know, definitely some bits and pieces that kind of people have been comparing to statements that Amber Heard has made in court a few years ago. Um, and it's seeming, though, that her statements uh, may be a little bit contradictory, which is a bit interesting. Mm. Um, but one thing that I've particularly found super fascinating um, was a couple of days ago, um, her team presented um, a makeup palette to the court, which was supposedly something that she carried in her purse for the duration of their marriage, which was February of 2015 to January of 2017, which is when they got divorced. Um, and it was supposedly to cover up the bruises that was from the alleged physical abuse um, mm. by Johnny Depp. Mm. Um, but the company who makes the makeup palette, Milani Cosmetics, came out and said, this is incorrect. This palette was actually created and launched after they were divorced in the December of 2017. So that's something that the internet's been talking about lots and lots for the past few days and someone took that directly to Johnny Depp's um, team. So you can only hope that that helps mm. them with their case. And look, you know, as I said earlier, there's there's two people in a marriage and they're the two people who know what really went on. Um, we don't. So, you know, it's it's hard to... Uh, to make judgments, but you know it, it is tough. It's a it's a really tough one, and uh, you know Johnny Depp hasn't been nice in the things that he's said about Amber Heard. He hasn't been mm. been polite. You know he has said some things that are, are quite disgusting and quite disturbing. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting times ahead. There is no doubt about that one. So we will keep our eyes on it. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're talking Gen Z with Elizabeth Blacksland. Now Elizabeth, you watched a movie. That is from many years ago, and you found it quite fascinating. Tell me what it is. I did. So I, the movie, which is actually a year older than I am, so oh, thanks tw- for 24 that. years old. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy. Mm. Um, yes, so no, I sat down last week um, with Bryce, and we watched The Truman Show. So it was, we were quite, it was a movie that we both, um, neither of us had seen, and we wanted to watch for a really long time. Um, and we finally sat down to watch it, and I... Yeah, it's definitely up there on my list. Mm. We really, really, really enjoyed it. What did you find confronting about it? I think that it's really fascinating. I was having a discussion with mum and dad about it after after we watched it, and um, something that they said to me was that when, when the movie came out, it was kind of ground, a groundbreaking idea. You know, you have this person that was purchased by this company when they were a child, and their whole entire life, without their knowledge, was shown to the entire world, you know, for, I think it was 27 years or 26 years or something. Yeah, purely for entertainment um, purposes. Yeah, purely for entertainment purposes, mm. which back then was a completely foreign concept. But kind of sitting down and talking about it afterwards, that is not uncommon these days, you know, with the world of reality TV shows that we live in now and also in particular family vloggers, so on YouTube, um, you've got babies who have been their births are on tv or they're on youtube and people can watch them grow up over the last few years and it's definitely a conversation that um has become a bit more of a discourse in with uh, amongst people the last few years it really has hasn't it um you know i mean putting up baby photos you know we, we put our lives now on facebook and uh you know at the time when the truman show came out it was quite unbelievable it was something that uh this can't happen you know really this is just horrendous it's what our lives have become 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, in particular, over the last few years, there's been a bit of discussion um, in regards to family vloggers. So who people don't know, there's these particular families on YouTube who have been on there for quite a long time um, and they've got multiple children and they film every single part of every single day. Even some of the families use um, security camera footage from around the house to get even more footage Mm -hmm. to kind of put out onto the internet. And I mean, a, a lot of them say, you know, they just want everyone to see their family and they also like to have the footage to show but then there's that other side of it of you you don't necessarily know who's watching that video Mm. um and also are you able to film these kids you know they're not getting their consent when Mm. you've got a newborn baby who you're just filming every single you know nappies getting changed and all that kind of stuff and it's definitely a conversation that i think needs to be a bit more common as to you know whether you should be asking your kid your child's consent for these kind of things and if they're not able to give it then should you be really putting this content out for everyone to see it's an interesting dilemma. Um, obviously, mine's old enough now to uh, to say, "Don't put that shot there." I hate that shot. Um, you know, it, it's it's their image, and it's it's their images that we're putting out there. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think we need to change that social contract and uh, and just work out exactly what we can and can't do with our children. Now, Coachella. Tell us a little bit about Coachella before uh, before we get into the specifics of this one. But uh, what is Coachella? So Coachella is a very, very big music festival um, that happens in America, in Palm Springs, um, and particularly over the last few years, since probably about 2015, um, it's been a super, super massive thing on social media, again, with influencers and people who do YouTube and stuff like that. People would go and vlog their whole experience and then show everyone these amazing, this amazing time they were having at this incredible music festival with these, you know, celebrities being right next to them and big music stars performing these, you know, elaborate shows that they put on for this, like, two-weekend festival, um, and it's, it was on this year for the first time since 2019, so it's, it's quite exciting. It really is. Now, you've got tickets, don't you, to see uh, an upcoming Coachella? Or uh, no, you've got Harry Styles tickets. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Harry Styles. Yeah, so we have wrong, was... wrong ones. Wrong ones. <laughs> he did. Uh, so, yes, he was one of the acts that did perform. Um, so we had Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, Flume, Phoebe Bridges, a bunch of people performing over the last um, two weekends, and I did get Harry Styles tickets last week. But I'm, very, very pr- <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Now, very it wasn't excited. the greatest of, uh, of PR exercises, was it, for the festival? I mean, there were big lines for food. There were weight lines. There was no virtually no water. There was poor communication that's not great for a festival of this size and scale and especially when it is so heavily dominated by influencers yeah so it's super interesting i think particularly this year kind of people on the internet have dubbed coachella as the the influencer olympics which i find quite funny Mm. um but with Coachella happening, there are lots of brands tend to put on other side events. So Neon Carnival is a really big after party that happens. And then Revolve, who are a fashion brand, put on something this year called Revolve Fest. Mm. Um, and it was meant to be this really big, exciting thing. A lot of influencers got given tickets to Coachella so that they could also go to Revolve Fest and, you know, market the brand, mm-hmm. take pictures and put it up on their social media and things. But it ended up being um, a bit of a flop. A lot of these influencers were posting that they were standing in the sun in lines to get buses from Coachella to this other Revolve festival for hours without water, without food. And a lot of people are unfortunately comparing it to Fire Festival, which Mm. is not a thing that you want to be compared to. No, not at all. Now, that was a big flop, that one, wasn't it? Yes. So back in 2017, um, if people remember, Fire Festival was a massive flop. It was meant to be this big influencer, celebrity-filled festival in the Bahamas. 
Um, and it ended up because it, it was a scam, pretty much. Mm. People, um, this the guy who put it on, pretty much just stole a bunch of people's money. And when people got there for the festival, there was no food um, and no kind of accommodation. And all of the artists had pulled out, but they hadn't told anyone. So all these people had flown, flown across the world to this amazing festival, and then it was a big scam. Not good, not good at all. And look, it is a shame that uh, festivals like uh, Coachella, they're turning into something that's more about getting your photos onto social media rather than a place to uh, for the true believers, which is to go and enjoy music. You know, that's it's really changed, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it's super interesting uh, if you kind of, even comparing it to the Australian festivals, you know, we've had Groove in the Moo on over the last few weekends. Um, and I think that Australians kind of dress a bit more... Um, they dress for the season, you know, you're going and you're in your boots and you've got your jackets, but Coachella, I don't think they care. It's kind of all about the fashion and stuff. And I'm just looking at these people in these glittery outfits and I'm like, that can't be, that can't be comfortable. No. I would just want to be comfortable. <laughs> at a music um, festival, yeah. you want to be fun. Yeah, you want to be comfortable. There's no doubt. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I know that there are probably still people that go that, you know, they just want to enjoy music and have a fun time, but it's definitely, social media is just full of, you know, the, the poses in their fun outfits and they go for a couple of hours and then, you know, go to an after party. <laughs> mm. Now, one of the biggest things to come out of uh, of Coachella, one of the most popular and most played um, pieces of, of Coachella was Shania Twain and Harry Styles. Now, tell me about this performance. Yes, so um, it's quite common um, at Coachella for the big acts to kind of bring someone else on to do a little bit of a fun song with them or just, you know, do it if they've got a song that's come out together recently, they'll sing it together. Um, for example, Billie Eilish brought out um, a couple of other different acts as well. Um, but on his first weekend, Harry Styles brought out Queen Shania Twain. They were in beautiful, matching, sparkly, sequined outfits and they sang Feel Like a Woman, which was incredible <laughs> it really is incredible and uh we've got this that track to play for you now thanks so much for your time i'm very pleased you got your harry styles tickets i was quite concerned about you when i saw the tickets come on sale i wanted to make sure you had yours so you've got them i don't need to worry about you anymore yes no i, I was all prepared there were definitely some um stress screams being had in the house but they the tickets <laughs> were secured thank goodness <laughs> well done well done thanks so much for your time this morning elizabeth i look forward to chatting with you next week Thank you so much, Tracy. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Bye. That is Elizabeth Blacksland, our resident Gen Z correspondent. You're Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live, and it is Shania Twain and Harry Styles and Feel Like a Woman. Let's go, girls. Over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.